A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Welcome to a live episode of um, Design to Change podcast and live at WC 2022 in San Francisco. Um, with us in this podcast, we have Kathy Schlossberg from Encore and Tara Higgins from Encore. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Great Thank to see you. you. Pleased to be here. So we, um, uh, yeah, good to have you on this on this podcast, and we would like to have a, have a conversation about design to change. Um, and um, as many people know, or some people don't know yet, um, the Event Design Collective um, has um, closed a partnership with Encore uh, to do the business of event design in the United States. And um, where we'd like to start, Tara, is actually how did event design come on your radar, and how do you how do you looking at that and why is that relevant for Encore? Yeah, well, you know, we had the opportunity to meet for the first time in person last year Mm -hmm. when uh, we were at IMEX, which was amazing. Uh, I think it was the first industry event that everyone had the chance to to get together face to face. But, uh, you know, having known Anthony uh, on your team for several years, you know, just knowing the possibility and knowing where we'd taken a lot of our clients over the last couple of years when they really lent on us uh, to think about how they could imagine communication and event experiences differently when it was fully virtual and then as they took it back to hybrid. So, you know, really using the framework from the Event Design Collective has really been helpful to, you know, focus in their discussions. When we're doing the planning together, we're creating those experiences and then, you know, through to the end outcome. It's It's been a, a phenomenal partnership in our, you know, as we formalized it this year. But just to see the momentum and the light in people's eyes and everything when they're getting together as our teams and our customer teams together and they're co-collaborating, it, it's it's incredible to watch it. It's really been very good. Cool. And Cathy, you, you know this process from from very close by when actually Anthony uh, after his program in I think Montreal 2018 uh, had to do his had to submit his project and he used that to to do a unify I believe correct yeah yeah how did you experience that well it was an incredible process because I think what it accomplished most of all is it brings a lot of people from a lot of different functions in the organization together and it gives a voice to people who would not always have a voice in the process. Not only that, it used sort of a, it allowed us to really bring the creative juices in a way that, uh, you know, through a facilitated process that netted out with the best ideas from the broadest group of people. And uh, I think it was invigorating as well. It allowed team members that don't often work together, you know, very um, 
you know, there was a lot of thought put into the group that was selected to bring so many perspectives. And um, I think we all got to know each other in a different way. And I think the outcome was an incredible event. You know, my recollection, you know, was part of the design involved a circular main stage with people around, with iPads. And uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the structure process was excellent and I think yielded a super meeting. If I could just add a couple of things on that, because that was one of my first Encore experiences uh, as I just joined the company. And so to see how that came together, that truly connected experience in the room using technology. So we had sort of live interaction and everything, but just knowing then the process and how everyone had come together. I mean, that was a clear takeaway from how well thought through end to end every element of that experience was. The second point I would say is many of those people you talk about, Kathy, that co-collaborated in creating that experience. When we launched our partnership uh, in our uh, GSO organization, several of the individuals had been part of that team. So they were so excited, but engaged, but they also helped with bringing the rest of the team up on, you know, to the same level of understanding of what it was, uh, how it had been helpful, you know, opening up the doors to, to customer conversations really, really quickly, having the trust because they'd worked through the process themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I remember those like 2018, 2019, I believe, um, your company went through a big change, right? Yes. Um, and and you actually rebranded. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about that process and how that how that works? Also about your your tagline in our pre-conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, in 2019, we had been. It was sort of the end of a number of years where Encore had made a lot of acquisitions. And um, each acquisition had retained their former identity. And we came to realize that our customers really might not understand exactly the full capabilities of Encore. Uh, and at the time it was PSAV. And um, that through the, the opportunity to rebrand, we could change essentially folks minds about what we stood for in in the marketplace and so we went through a very lengthy process a structured process in a way as talking to all kinds of customers as well as our own team members there was a lot of sort of pride in the former brands but in the end you know we decided that um, one brand and to utilize a brand that was already within the family, Encore, which essentially is the reward for a job well done, the ask back to be here again. We did that and we selected the tagline, events that transform, because it's not about what we provide, it's about what the customer receives at the end of the day. And if we do our job well, we create events that transform, just like the event design collective yep. creates events that transform yeah, that's, through that's, the design process. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's talk about that parallel. Let's let's sure. talk about that those parallel universes which are now merging into one universe. So how how do you think in, in, in five years time? Let's 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 put a marker on the horizon. How clients then ideally engage with you? Well, you know, for me, one of the biggest aspects of our rebrand was the idea that we have solutions from end to end across a meeting planner's and event professional's 
uh, journey to create and bring to life an event. And we knew we had significant strengths in certain parts of the process, but other parts we did not have, um, we had not emphasized those solutions in our portfolio. So that's when the opportunity to partner came along because we know how critical the strategy, the creative, the design aspects at the front end are to the ultimate outcome at the end. And the earlier Encore can be part of that, the better job we can do throughout the process. So I think that was a big opportunity that we saw for this partnership. I would add to that, I think what, um, you know, to Kathy's point, we also go across their whole event spectrum. So across a business into many different areas of a business from sales to training to events and marketing, but also event size. And I think that's sort of uniquely us and you know how we bring that together. I think we were perhaps harder to navigate under all of our previous brands and everything, so people didn't realize this was all available to them from Encore. So we, you know, the work that Kathy's team did in rebranding and everything allowed us to tell our story in a much more cohesive way, make it easier for customers to understand it so we could get to the business of their business and really focus in on what the results they were trying to achieve from each and every type of event or meeting that they were planning. So, you, you know, and I think that sort of played out in the last couple of years. In some ways, we really saw how customers lent on us and said, show us. And as I said earlier, you know, how, you know, people who hadn't done digital or hybrid events before, you know, really in an uncomfortable place in their own organizations having to say what was the right outcome. And so being able to lean on us and, and us give us access to our team members to really find those solutions for them. And now what it means for events of the future. So you talk about uh, rule, you know, where events are going in the next five years, you know, really trying to futurescape what that means for each and every organization and how we can support their needs, but also help them in things that are most meaningful, even in this current time frame right now, everyone's struggling to, you know, get their team members back either in an office or not in an office. How do they create culture and community? Uh, and, you know, those sorts of things. So, you know, the conversation has changed, I think, in short, I would say, of like how people are, are connecting with Encore. Right. And I, I, I think in as we ha are all recovering as an industry, I think our customers are looking for partners they can trust that understand the entire process. And, uh, um, you know, this is where I think a lot of the traditional industry barriers have really been breaking down and create a great opportunity for us and, and for our customers in the sense that, you know, it used to be, okay, suppliers, there's venues, there's planners. It now seems like sort of one larger group of committed professionals trying to figure out what the future world means and bring our industry back together. Very nice, yeah. And so we are almost three three months in the, in the contract, right? And I know you are, already have some, some small success stories. How did it change the conversation already? Can you, can you share a little? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we had strategy services before. I think what the framework allows is the speed uh, and the focus that, that certain uh, customers needed to get to the right outcome. So we very quickly, when we launched the partnership, announced it to the, the GSO team and everything, identified you know, some core customers that were already sort of partway thinking about they wanted to ch change the design, and we were like, great, let's embrace that. 
let's lean into that and put the teams together and go through this process. And it's been really interesting because they've been from all different industries and some associations, some corporate, uh, you know, and so just to take them each through that journey and what it's meant for them and following that process. And, you know, and again, it, it's like a force multiplier because, you, you know, like I said, it was helpful having those people who've been through the process for Unify before, but equally the teams learning from one another, depending on yep. what pace they were going through each of the steps together, uh, was really interesting to see. And, you know, in three short months, I shared with you just last night some of those, those things that we're doing with some of the customers, and it, it's been incredible. It's been really, and, that, and to see that excitement in their eyes, to know that their purpose, their focus, where they're going to, and also to have those meaningful conversations within their own organization. You know, uh, you know, when people are, what's the return on investment? Perhaps that's the discussion. Or, you know, everyone's got a great idea, but they need to put a framework around that. Uh, is it on track with, you know, what we're trying to do with the event design? Um, you know, it might be a, an idea for the future, but, you know, being able to contextualize that in a conversation has been so helpful for, you know, and I go back to everybody's challenge with getting their own business online. So, you know, the pressures of that are meaning they have less time. So this has been more effective with the time that they have to get to what they need. You think it's also more relevant than uh, three, four years ago? I think that goes back to the point that uh, Kathy made earlier, the landscape has really changed. So perhaps they did this internally or they had other partners or, you know, perhaps they just, they, they've put the, the dots together for their future needs in a different way. And then, you know, it's like, how, how best does that fit together? I think there's, there's a rapid changing space. Uh, yeah, in and, and expectations have changed. I think now, you know, what we're hearing and feeling is engagement is essential. And how do you better craft engagement but do a good job on the design? And it's more complicated than it used to be. So in, to, in my mind, it creates a stronger mandate for a structured front-end design process to ensure that all audiences um, for all types of meetings, all sizes are engaged. And then the other thing I just I wanted to say is that at the end of the process, just like with our own national leadership meeting, we built relationships. I th it's phenomenal when you um, see customers go through this process because they're building relationships with one another. We're getting to be a part of that as well as build our relationships and ultimately develop trust, which is a key thing that we need you know, to ensure that we're able to deliver to the best of our um, capabilities. Yeah, I think I think what you're doing well, and actually what you're what you're seeing, what other people might not see yet, right? So, is that um, engaging and, and try to put yourself in a vulnerable situation where you actually try to help and try to you are deeply invested in, in in the client's success, right? So, and this is this starts from the design, but also goes to the execution, which you're all already done for a number of years quite a number of years, very well, right? So you have a proven track record. But now you're, I think you're showing that you really want your clients to be successful. And I think that is um, what what makes you stand out of your competitors, I guess. Um, um, when did that idea start? Not only with our, with our partnership, but what, what, in, what in, in your company a few years back, or I don't know when that happened, that, that that shifted from being a um, 
an order taker to maybe a trusted advisor, right? So how did, how did that shift go? Well, I think the shift um, started when we started to realize that you know, we exist in 2,200 venues worldwide, but there are planner customers that come to those venues, and it's just import as important for us to have those relationships. So once you get there, it's not a big leap to say, okay, this isn't about all the really cool tech that Encore can bring to the table. This is about how, what does that tech enable for the customer. So when we, you know, we started to operate that way, we started to do research with our customers to better understand the outcomes they were trying to deliver. And then ultimately when we rebranded as well, we wanted to be sensitive to that by focusing on what the ultimate delivery would be, you know, if we do a fabulous job. So And also I'd say uh, to add to Kathy's comment, you know, we, our purpose and our mission has been to be connected to our customer's journey for many years. But it's sort of obviously with the world events and you know things that we've been over, that continues to change. But uh, you know, it's very much at the core of who Encore is. Uh, and it's just like, you know, how and, and what that means now and in the future. So one year from now, where are we then? Where I'm not asking you to use your glass ball. <laughs> crystal ball. Crystal ball, but it's it's more the the idea of where does it where does the, the partnership take us? Where does the the relationship with our clients and your clients uh, take us? Um, do you have a glimpse of how that must? Well, I'll be? start, and you know, Kathy might you you might want to pepper in some of the results that we've had from our planner poll survey and everything. I think what's been interesting to us is how events have come back. Uh, you know, you would think that maybe it's the smaller activities that would have returned first, which of course they have. Uh, in a certain volume, but actually larger events that need to get in front of that customer. So I go back to sort of culture and connection, mm -hmm. as well as business objective of why people uh, need to meet uh, and that purpose. And also when they choose to meet in person or virtually in hybrid and what that means, because, you know, obviously now that we've all are comfortable with technology and, uh, you know, more fluid in it can work. How does that fit in their event portfolios and everything? So I think, you know, watching those trends uh, has been interesting. And, you know, we have a huge amount of, of information on, you know, activity and everything that we've used. And we've also polled our customers. So, Kathy, I don't know if you'd add to that from some of the Planner Pulse stats. Right. Well, you know, one of the things I would say just to start is that the very, I, I think, If there was any silver lining to what happened during the pandemic, it's that the very definition of events and what it means has changed. And we do talk to a lot of customers, probably about a thousand event professionals every quarter, and try to get a pulse on their sentiment. And one of the things we've been trending and sort of watching is the types of events that they're planning going into the future. And while in-person is clearly on the rise and the, as of this summer is as high as, as it's been in the last two years, which is just so amazing for all of us in this industry to see, what's fascinating is that virtual events are maybe uh, plateauing and heading downward as in-person recovers, but hybrid 
is pretty much staying steady at about 20 to 25 percent of events planned. And so I think that has fundamentally changed, if you will, the definition of events and how we have to show up going forward with all kinds of modern approaches to every step in the process from the complexity of the design process and what that now means all the way through execution. So it's a new day, it's a new reality, and Encore you know, commits to being that partner that is going to listen and then adapt. So one thing I'd add to that, and I think that you know, uh, our partnership as well plays into this, is getting a common vernacular, because people still use different terminology. So I, even when you say, Kathy, hybrid, one of the things that you know, I'm seeing you know, with the, through the customer conversations and everything is you know, people in the room, there may not be a remote audience now, but they still need a connected experience, meaning they've got used to the interactive technology through the last couple of years, so they do want to chat or poll with them speaker they do want to engage in a different way they want that real-time connection as well as having an amazing in-person experience so hybrid can mean that as much as a remote audience being connected so do we all know what we're saying when we say the words because sometimes you know we realize that people are saying completely different things as they describe what their needs are so helping guide that conversation is one of the most effective things we believe we can do for our customers Correct. And we even, even we even take it a step step back, right? Where we say like events about events are about different stakeholders having different objectives at a certain event, um, but also we would like to change behavior of different stakeholders in a different way. And how that's been done, like is that in-person hybrid? That is for us a way to do that. It's not like the, the delta of what we like to change stays the same, right? So the the format in which we do that is different, right? It might be different because of restrictions of lockdowns or people cannot travel or have to work remote. Hey, um, that is actually why why we actually felt like um, when when the pandemic hit us and lockdowns were a reality, like we only had with clients we we we, con- we advised. We had to take one step back. Okay, what's the change of behavior again, right? Let's throw that design, let's put it in the parking lot. But let's let's take one step back. We don't have to reinvent everything. The analysis is still good. The, 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 the change of behavior is still our design goal. The only thing, there's a, there's a different restriction to um, uh, the format and to the creativity and to the ultimate design. So that is what we discovered. Um, final question. We are live at WC, right? Um, can you share a little bit of what is what is in, on top of your mind when you visited this uh, conference? Um, um, how's your business doing here? How maybe a little bit about your presence here? Right? Sure. Well, first of all, it's just so incredible to be back with our industry partners, our customers, um, uh, and. So that's been amazing. And we decided that we wanted to try, in terms of the activation that we did here, we chose to focus on the professional headshot, but not the traditional professional headshot. That is available, but to try to create more fun and more interactivity, you know, be the change, you know, transform. These are themes that um, are around our booth that are very authentic to who Encore is. And, um, you know, to try to be fun, approachable, 
you know, really uh, show up and say, hey, we are all in this together. And I, I think it's been a real success. It's been, you know, it, it, I think it's been a real success. Yeah, yeah absolutely. People were queuing, I saw, right? So queuing at your booth. And what I, what I, of course, there was numerous um, WCs where uh, people were doing headshots and, and, and people were providing those. But what I, I liked about yours is that there was first a queue when people get, went to makeup and their hair was done a little bit, right? So, the, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, right? When you want to make a headshot, if you really want to use that, then you have to look good, right? So and I think also that, that element right. make, shows that you really care, right? It's not like it, have, hiring a photographer and, 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 give, and sending people um, an email with their downloadable pictures, but it's more than that, right? Right, so, and we created an, in, an engagement wall, mm -hmm. which was intended for people to say what transformation they went through or want to see on the outside of our booth so you can go and almost you know similar to the event design process mm -hmm. where people were co-creating but letting you know their feelings out and so I just think um, yeah created all kinds of fun engagement and hopefully positive feelings for people came through. Yeah, I think what we have always appreciated about our industry partnerships as well is, you know, you're trying to allow people to rise in their careers. So that education and what we've done in the last couple of years, we felt so strongly about giving thought leadership and education and making people aware of how they could produce effective events even during a time when people weren't meeting in person. Now, you know, as people are coming back and like how to continue to lean into that professional development, um, you know, is one of the things that, you know, of course we love about MPI. Uh, and, you know, even through to the classroom activity that we've done here this week uh, and the different educational sessions, it's the sort of full round package. So we can all have a little fun at the same time. So yes. we, we've, we've really enjoyed doing it this week. And I must applaud you and tip my hat to like the engagement you have here, your senior leadership is here, you're showing really that, that you care about MPI, you care about the industry, you care about the people here, right? So uh, it's not that you're sending a few account managers or account directors, but this is, this is, what, this is what it really, really means, like having you, you, you two here, but also your president CEO Ben Irwin here, like I think that really matters to the organization because then you, we always try to elevate the profession of the media professional, hey, this is where it is, right? This is where you get give the attention where that it that it deserves. I guess that's that's what I, I really like about your presence here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for joining me on this podcast. Um, and um, live from WC, um, maybe until next time. Enjoy the rest of the event. Until Thank next you. time. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. <laughs>